Ghana Talks Radio in a mix. In a mix. The best music in the world. The best. The best music. My favorite station. Ghana Talks Radio. Get it big. Get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR. Ghana Talks Radio. This is Ghana Talks Radio. The best station rocking the nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. It's made it. Yeah. Nobody feeling that way I'm feeling tonight. Yeah. And I have the hope that things will be alright. Yeah. So we feeling alright. As we are the all day long. We are hoping say that one day things go better. edition of the cubicle like <laughs> right here on Ghana Talks Radio. Uh, it's 34 minutes past 2 p.m. and it's time for the cubicle. My name is Lansa Haruna and I will be your host for the next one hour. As you know, here's a platform for us to discuss the issues that affect young people and their contribution to the development of the country. Also, on this particular show, we discuss the important or the pertinent issues that's affecting the country as a whole. And also give a platform for young people to discuss these issues within their own or from their own perspective. Uh, we come away from Monday to Thursdays at 2.30 p.m. live here on Ghana Talks Radio. And with me, Lance Haruna. Uh, we are live at Ghana Talks Radio on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, you can also watch us with our app, the GTR app. You can easily download the app on all app stores uh, to get connected with us from wherever you are. I want to use this opportunity to welcome you to this particular stream, this particular feed, and this particular edition of the cubicle. Uh, today we have a very interesting uh, issue to discuss. Uh, this, has, this has been the news in the, for, for almost a week now. Uh, the professor from Pump Barton's Glamsey report. Uh, the corporates that will, who have been firing back. And the shots he has also been giving back at the corporates that he tags in the report. We're looking at this, those particular issues in the wider context of illegal mining in Ghana. Uh, why do we have a problem with illegal mining in Ghana? Why are there confusions about there were the type of licenses that are available for companies and individuals uh, 
to procure or to get at the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources. So you can stay with me this as this is the cubicle. I'll take a short break when I come back. Uh, then we continue our discussion life here. Like I said, we're looking at Professor Frimpong Barton's Galamsey report and the corporate uh, their feedback or their reaction uh, yeah. and the counter reaction from professor Frimpong uh, Barton right. all in the context of illegal mining in Ghana. Stick and stay right back after the short break. Yeah. Ghana Talks Radio, I will UK abroachi mebu, era for mangana muha at the sound system, which is spinning machine papa pa, every amana neaba begu or mangana muha. It is a we a ye, we engagement, we wedding, we birthday party, political parties are moye rally, some we are sorry, a moye crusade. So we'll book carnival or any kind of event. Now we'll pay spinning machine, papa pa, a boa sound in the moon at the dia, and you may come for GTR sounds at the amount. Your live band in so I would turn sir at the friend, you beat me about the boa. I'm a Ujime dear Woody and so at me, I come up. You were in kind Pupuni, Mantemo, Anya, a ponchy hotel, a hope pepe, and a Yibutu, Odianese, Oberfre, and Penny Four. It was zero five four six nine six zero five one zero. GTR sounds, a more de Angaza. People I go by the name Coin Takra. Coin, oh, yeah. Now what's the level? Bang. Now listen, time it's Coin Takra. Every Friday on Ghana Talks Radio, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Some more money with the doubt. I got another segment for you guys. Now listen, it's all about the up and coming round table. You be rapper, you the sing, or you feel say you get talent. You get songs. Now listen, send your song and picture via round table at ghanatalksradio.com or just WhatsApp us on 0 Two zero two five four four six one four. Up and coming artist round table. Nana, listen every week. Biyani, we go select ten best artists. Our judges go day studio. Ometi enyi mono no omusu omayi omu best one. But we never forget the fans and all on all social media and when I was streeting and so on. Then go vote. New obedi kangno. We go invite them for studio and we get surprises for the artists. What they are here. So last Friday of every month, we go invite the first week, second week. Ted we can you know because so many prizes for the soldiers so up and coming round table if you be artist Charlie just put a song there you could blow up one and you call me will be a mommy at that wadding jajain Welcome back right here to the cubicle. Like I said today, it's all about the Galamsey report that was submitted uh, by <laughs> Professor Frimpong Boatin, former Minister for Environment and Science, right? And the issues have been what? Have been uh, have been coming on top of each other like 
<laughs> like snowflakes. But what what has happened actually is that this report was was his report as the leader or as the as the head ministry for the interministerial committee for what the fight against illegal mining. That was what that was instituted by President Narodanko Akufo Addo. Now, just on the face of it, I think that we have to loud or applaud the president for that particular uh, initiative. Uh, just based on the fact that he actually initiated and instituted something, a body that was looked directly of or mainly into illegal mine. I think that it's a plus and that we need to applaud him for that. That is being that is separate from the issue that are that's currently coming up and also separate from the reality on the ground as to how effective that particular fight was and what were the challenges or what are the limitations of that fight and what the presidency contributed in contributed in line with those or contributed to those challenges so that's different from him instituting but his institution itself as a president as a leader of the country was very right this was in uh, this was actually a collaborative project by a number of ministries uh, which uh, the the uh, the currently <laughs> currently actor professor was leader of or was head of so this report according to what happened was was has, was submitted two years ago to the presidency uh to the chief of staff per per procedure per process so for them to review and the in actions that they didn't fit then they'll take those actions on that report two years after it was until this leakage that people in Ghana got to know what were in the or what what that particular report contain and my oh my that particular report contains a lot and a lot and a lot to the issue of uh what do you call it the presidency within two years or not even acting on it for more than two years until its particular leakage a lot of people have criticized the presidency for that uh, because they were saying that if the presidency were abreast with the kind of information in the or the kind of content in the report what stopped the presidency from acting so like i said these are steps by steps and each at, at each stage whoever is supposed to take blame will take the blame peacefully <laughs> so the presidency was attacked was criticized for no what for not acting on the content of the of the report but it's all subjective because for me maybe for the ordinary Ghanaian or for the observer who says and say okay cool uh, for me i think that the report is credible and i think that uh what the minister was saying or the former minister is saying is not what it's not the it's not the right on the ground or is the right on the ground as an individual you will what you will not hesitate to, uh, to act on it but just like the presidency in this, uh, uh what indicated that for them they feel like this particular report is just a complete uh, just a, a a compilation of the personal grievances of the former minister professor from Barton. So that that basically gives you an idea of why there was no action on the report for the, almost those two years. That the presidency did not see it fit for purpose. They did not see it as though it was credible enough to be acted upon. We'll come to, the, to why, or maybe why, to the possible reasons why the presidency refused to act on it. Even though, like I said, if all they said, as for them, when it comes to the report, they feel like it's just a compilation. It's just a, what, a report of personal grievances that the former minister held. Mind you, the former minister was actually fired from his job by the president. So, let's tell us what, what happened before within that, those times. So, first, we are applauding the president for instituting that particular uh, committee. Second, we are actually asking the question, why did the presidency not act on the report? Because they had what? 
they had possession of that particular report for more than two years until the honorary guardian got to know even what was inside what was contained in the report why didn't they act but they told us why they didn't and they felt that that particular report was what <laughs> was a personal was a, was a, was a report uh bloated by personal grievances Charlie you know I was saying that if you know if you don't if you cannot attack the credibility of the content of the report then you attack the personality or the person behind the report that's just normal tactics right if you say if you say the truth then asking the why why is why are you speaking the truth who are you to speak the truth? Like you also you've also lied before, so who are you to speak the truth? Like that's then basically the, the truth that you are speaking at this point at particular time is becoming what useless, becoming what irrelevant or unworthy of any action. So that's what they are doing. So they attack the messenger instead of the contents of the report. But yes, that's what the presidency is stuck with. Another interesting issue about this report is that the, the corporates that it names are what well, very close to the presidency. In fact, in the report itself. The former minister indicated that the presidency, the galamsiers in this country, those who have the big money, are actually at the doorstep of the presidency, are actually in the office of the presidency, are actually big wigs in the MPP. So what? So apart from it, <laughs> apart from it being out of the public or hidden from action or not being acted upon for more than two years, one of the reasons was that it actually mentioned big names who were connected deeply to this particular government or the MPP government or this administration. Now, it's important to put in context uh, the commitment of the president to fight against illegal mining in Ghana. As we all know, President Adedonko Agofado in 2017 actually made a statement that he was willing to put his what, his presidency on the line. Now, I have a point with Ghanaians when it comes to a lot of speeches that our leaders make. We actually take leaders just on their words easily. Like, it's very, very easy. Very easy, like we don't actually question, we don't peruse, we don't actually review. Like, there's no assessment based on made on anybody's speech in this country. I was saying that the media in Ghana is just good at reporting instead of being what <laughs> we are more we are good of we are good at reporting instead of actually being journalists, actually doing pure journalistic work in trying to what fetch and find out. So, just right now, if someone says, for example, the moment of truth series by the NDC is going on, is ongoing. When any headline comes from it, almost every media has to pick that same headline and drag it to this this various uh, value, right? But no one will be bothered about going behind those headlines to bring out the what the real integrities, and that is where the details are. That's where the devils are. The devils are in the details, right? But like I said, what the president said that, and that was not the first time. There are a lot of comments have made. I uh, will build 88, 88, uh, what the 88 hospitals in one year. Like no one actually questioned the possibility of that. To date, we are still hanging on to that. I will fight. What? What did he say about the pangalamsi? We're going to put my presidency on the line. We got hooked on that particular statement. To date, Galamsi is still thriving in Ghana. Uh, the one million dollar per constituency. To date, we are still hanging on it. One D one A. We are still hanging on those kind of terminology. So the Ghanaian people are good. Are very very well easily enticed by by jargons and slogans. And I think that's what the leaders have gone known as for. And that's why they are not what acting as they are supposed to act. So yes, this is in the context of the president saying that he wants to put his presidency on the line. And that and what the report revealed is that people closer to the presidency are much more steeped in the what illegal mining, also known as Galamse in Ghana. Now that's one of the reasons why the presidency did not act on it. First, he thought that that particular uh, report did not have any merit. Uh, also, because they feel like it was uh, just a a, com <laughs> a compilation, just made up of personal grievances of the former minister 
Professor Frimpong, but in it also the presidency thinks that maybe possibly that the names that were mentioned in that particular report were not names that they could act against. So possibly we just put it out of the public and no one gets to know about it. But now Ghanaians know, and what Ghanaians are saying is that, bro, uh, the, we are getting to understand how close say is to the big players in the country but it's not new news this is not like this is not new development in ghana we all know that in ghana who can afford uh, excavators no poor man can afford an excavator the middle class cannot afford, afford the excavators it's only the what the high class the first class people the the, the higher echelons the, the elites who can afford excavators and there's no the, even the middle class cannot collaborate with foreign foreign nationals to come in mine in ghana illegally it's all the big men who have the connections to come to bring them in and to be able to protect them to mine. So the fact that we are getting to know the number of names or the names attached to this galamse in this report is not news and it's not surprising to get a goodness. At least if it's surprising to you, it's not surprising to a lot of other people that we know that in Ghana, the only people who are capable of financing an illegal uh, what mining are the what are the elite and the power holders, the power brokers who are the politicians in the country. So that's one aspect of the of, of the report. Another aspect of the report is basically that this thing is the NDC and APP thing. Like the NDC on this time, Prof. Uh, President Jamal's time, they were what? They were they were fighting. <laughs> they were sharing concessions like <laughs> like like biscuits. Like if you are closer to the party, then you get a concession in some particular part of the region of the country. The report was actually mentioning Western region where the Western region was divided into what? Uh, what what you call a concession? Uh, World Bank and officials associated with the with the, with the, with the government at the time were, were benefiting from those what from those deals or from those concessions. Now another now the issue is that when NDC are, are chastising the, the recent corporates in this particular expose, they are what, they are silent about the <laughs> the part of the expo of the report that one names NDC members as part of the what as also part of the cabal in what in uh in what do you call it in illegal money in ghana but that's just part of the politics bro so apart from the apart from the ndc the main program the main issue of contention the main headline makers of of from this particular report has been the names mentioned in the report as close as uh from as close as the minister for information kojo upon Nkuma, and also uh, cousin of the president, uh, Gabi Ochre Dako. Now, what is the what's the beef between Professor from Pombatin and then the Minister of Information and Professor from Pombatin and then Gabi Ochre Dako? When it comes to Gabi, according to what the professor said in this report, he was basically saying that, bro, uh, we went to a site who were what, who only had a prospecting licenses but they were deeply involved in deep mining illegal mining uh so we decided to seize their the equipments and then uh, ransack the place only to be only for me to be called by a uh posing as a lawyer for the particular for that particular organization uh, that particular company that particular mining firm now according to them the former minister he's saying that the fact that it was no other person than Gabi it was what took him off the trail the rails but he didn't understand why someone as close to the president would what would in any way what support or be defending galamsias in their country 
that was in his report, right? Now, after the report was <laughs> was leaked, Gabby responded. And what he what he, what he said basically was that, bro, I'm a lawyer. I called you as a lawyer for the the, the my client, Heritage Something Something Mining Firm. And as far as I knew, as a lawyer, my client has the, the license and the permits required by the law to uh, to go into mining. And the contention was that the minister said they had what prospecting licenses and i say prospecting licenses you do not have the right to what to mine your only right under with a prospecting license is what is to go to the field use your the, the technology and check the uh, the land check see whether there's mineral resources in the land because uh, what do you call it? use some detectors to see how how the land is you can build some temporary stuff stuff that just for you to be a closer to the place and then do your work properly that's just prospecting Let's see whether there's gold here. That's what prospecting is all about. You're not allowed to dig and excavate and bring excavators and drill and then bump and then blast and then we fetching gold and we're processing for gold. We're not supposed to do that with the prospecting licenses. So according to the minister, yes, your people may have licenses, but they have prospecting licenses. And with the prospecting licenses, they are not allowed to work. They are not allowed to to mine. Now, back Gabi is saying I know. My guys have permits. The EPA gave them permit. And in Ghana, if you want to mine, you have to get permits from the Forestry Commission, environmental protection. They all have to give you permits in, in addition to your license. And then you don't give your mining mining permit, right? After you get your license to mine. So what happens is that he feels that they have permits. And once they have their permits, they are liberty to go out to go onto the field, pay their law or pay their qualification or pay their license that they have and pay the permits that they have. Now the issue is that. For him as an individual or as a lawyer, he did not see a problem with that. But as many people are reacting, Charlie, there's no way you should pop up your head in the in the context of defending someone. The president has your your your, your uncle has actually instituted to uh, to make an arrest or what work against. If you feel for me, I feel like basically when it comes to a license issue, if you have a prospecting license, you're not supposed to mind. So based on the face of that one crowd. I think the mining company was wrong. And the the permits, whether they have the permits or not, I think the ministers at any time can revoke their license when they feel like they are not mining according to what they are supposed to do. So even though they are even mining, where they have a license and then the line they are mining contrary to the permit of the license, then they can be what? They can their license can be revoked. So there's no issue about stopping people who's mining who has a mining license. That's not an issue in the courts of Ghana, in the laws of Ghana. So that was where that that's how the beef between Gabi and then Professor Frempon pan out. I think both, and, and in relation to each other, have held their shots and not no one has seen anything for now. But like I'm saying, it's all about the impression given that people close to the president were actually defending people who were doing Galamsey in Ghana. Another person who had ever, another highly high profile personality was named as a corporate or uh, as someone who was not supposed to interfere or someone who was not. Who was not supposed to be doing what he's doing per the report is the honorable one minister for information honorable kojo upon Onkoma. and basically what they're saying is that they they uh they are they, they are working in tandem with uh i think protecting sites right there actually been a lot of accusation like bro even mentioned that the thing at the point they mentioned the vice president's name there was a town where I can't, I didn't even read that part, but I'm not sure. But it has been thrown around social media. I don't know whether it's any agenda or actually true. But accusations were labeled against them. And then 
the minister uh, actually labeled the report as frivolous and then something that not were made. And that was what one thing that Professor Pumpon responded to was saying that, bro, when I was coming to Ghana, you are you you as young as my fallborn and this and that. Uh, Charlie, this this girl I'm saying, I think that in the largest in the large in in the in the larger context, what we're just seeing is that we are seeing power play behind the scenes actually pop up onto the scene, and the Ghanaians should always be should should always be aware that at no point do lots of politicians have the interests of the country at heart. It cannot happen because if you look at the content of the content of the report, what it shows is that. Even if there are any progress in any f- fight against Galamsey, that fight is most likely going to be a fight against the opposition or the opponents who are engaging Galamsey and not yourself. And that's very dangerous for the country because it looks like when we have power, we can do our Galamsey. Your people cannot do Galamsey. And if you don't have power, we cannot do Galamsi, people can do Galamsi. So at any point in time where the government or any state institution is saying that we want to fight Galamsi, the target is the Galamsiers of the opposition party. And that is the same phenomenon that what that translates in every sector of our country. Like when it comes to con- the giving of award of road contracts, if you're not part of the government, when it comes to get to your point, you don't get any contract, that's one. Another thing is that when it comes to uh, employment, if you're not closer to the government, you don't get the employment. Even though there's people are employing people based on particulars, uh, the military, the police, the security services, a whole lot. So, the, so that this, that's something very common in our country, and that even stretches into Galamse itself. So that's the beef between Professor Frimpon Barton and then uh, Gabi Ochedako. Now, I'll take a break. When I come back, look at the context of Idegar, what, what Idegar money actually does to the country, and why we should at least be more serious about fighting the Kanga in the country. Stick and still climb back up to the show, bro. What's up, people? I go by the name Coin Takra. Coin, oh, yeah. And what's the level? Bayon, now listen, time it's Coin Takra. Every Friday on Ghana Talks Radio, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Some money with the doubt. I got another segment for you guys. Now listen, it's all about the up and coming round table. You be rapper, you the sing, or you feel say you get talent. You get songs. Now listen, send your song and picture via round table at ghanatalksradio.com or just WhatsApp us. On 020-254-4614. Up and coming artists round table. Nana, listen. Every week, Biani, we go select 10 best artists. Our judges go day studio. best one. But we never forget the fans and all on all social media and one our street and so on. Then go vote. We go invite them for studio and we get surprises for the artists. What you see So last Friday of every month, we go invite the first week, second with Ted, we can your Kangano, near the Oma Bus Studio, we get so many prizes for the soldiers. So, up and coming round table. If you be artist, Charlie, just put a song there, you go blow up. One and you call me, you be a mommy at that. Wadding, Jajai. This is Ghana Talks Radio, the best station rocking in the nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so welcome right back here on to the Kiriko Live on Ghana Talk Studio with me, Lance Haruna. We are actually discussing the Professor from Pom Barton's Galamsey report, uh, the corporates named, uh, and then the NDC 
in the context of the whole illegal mining galamse in Ghana. What we've been discussing so far is the role of the presidency in this particular report or this particular build-up or the making of the report where the president actually instituted the committee also the, the where the president actually held on to the report without acting on it for two years and then the reactions of and Gabi Ochodako as persons named in the report, among others, and then the NDC Parachikis that were also named in the report as having been one engaged in heavy calamity within the time or the second the time of President John Dramani Mama. But that's just also that where that's where it's taking us to where we are now discussing the context of Ghana. This just tells you that the whole MPP and DC thing about protecting the country and then helping to the country is just more or less of an agenda that has not been what that has not been built upon a framework that has been nationalized. So each party does what they feel is the right thing, and most of the time, what they feel is the right thing is something that doesn't work that works against the opposition party, and then that works for the good of the party in terms of creating wealth for themselves. So what happens is that ministers, appointees take the opportunity of power of use the power to what to reach and reach themselves uh, to and one way that they do that, especially in this column setting, is to give themselves concessions, give themselves the line mining, the mining leases and the licenses to go there and then what? Go to the hinterlands, the water bodies, export them all in the name of what? Creating wealth for themselves because we have power. So as Ghanaians, I think that it's most important that we have to understand that we have a role to play in calling our leaders to account. We have to be open about systems. For example, this particular report should not be hidden from the people of Ghana for two years. This particular report should have been acted on by people. And let me tell you something. One thing known in Ghana is that we all comment on this particular report. But at the end of the day, there's not going to be any actionable result from the report or from any development from the report. And just as the president says, for them, it's for the full, like, it's a, it's a, it's a compilation. <laughs> Of or it's a, it's a compilation of personal grievances, rather that's just in a base because they're not going to act on it. So, which certain institution will act on it if the president discredits if the presidency discredits the, discredits the report? Which institution will go ahead to, uh, to act on it? None, so that means that this report is just as useless as it didn't come out, right? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't it's not that should not be the system we operate as a, as a country. That's not the system that we should operate as a country. We have to understand that wherever. Whatever thing we are doing, we, are, we must inst we must we must be able to build institutions that are very transparent and that carry the people along, uh, such that the people have a, a what a core contribution to uh, to seeing to the realization of national national uh, policies that are in the interest of a nation. The, 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 the report actually opens a lot of people's eyes when it comes to Galamse in Ghana. We are now and uh, we are now understand that both parties are involved and the big players are all involved. Those that we could not name, we can now name them. But now the thing is that what happens at the report? There's not going to be any action after the report. That's very very unfortunate. That's very very unfortunate because what what happens is that uh, illegal mining continues to grow. Uh, what also happens is that our water resources continue to be polluted. What happens is that our health is more put more and more in danger. And how do the country go when we continue to poison ourselves? And also, especially, we allow the foreigners to come in and do whatever they want in the country for the sake of what? For the sake of commissions from what? Mineral resources. And that's very poor. If you look at the, the potential 
of revenue from this mineral resource sector, you will be shocked at what we are getting as a country. Just because we are not doing it, putting it in the right institution, we are not demanding what we are supposed to demand as a country. There's also supposed to lead those demands and those at the helm of affairs, but they don't also know and they're also much involved in what the exploitation and then stealing. Serious, all in the name of you have power. And that's very, very pathetic as a country. And this has been the case of the country since what well, since independence. Since independence, our gold issue, since we got independence, where illegal mining was banned before uh, independence by the by the colonizers, uh, small scale mining was banned until it was legalized in the PNDC era 1983, or when was that? All that time to now, we still have issues with illegal mining in Ghana. And it's because those who are in front of it, those who have the authority to act, are those who are actually engaged in the stealing and then the exploitation of the mineral resources to the disadvantage of all Ghanaians. It's not fair, and we have to demand what's a country. This is where I'll put my discussion to an end on the cubicle. My name has been Lancer Lawrence. I've been live on Ghana Talks Radio. Uh, stick and stay with us and enjoy the rest of our program tonight. Today, tonight at 7 p.m., I have time to go on Takra, and also until then. We have DJ Chan rocking the wheels with some quality music. Stick and stay and enjoy the rest of the program. Bye bye. This is Ghana Talks Radio, the best station rocking the nation.